That was a spoken word version of that. Yeah, I wasn't. I forgot I was supposed to go to the higher register. Oh, that's right. This was supposed to be falsetto week. Um, yeah. Don't you remember the AI? The AI transcription last week said that uh, this was going to be falsetto week. That's right. We should, you know, I should save them, and we should go back and read the funniest moments from the AI transcription of our show. It might be very interesting, or it might suck balls. I don't know. It'd be the most indulgent thing ever, but you know, isn't this whole show? Um, yeah. what do you mean save them? They're not, they don't automatically save. I mean, they're in my email. Oh, I mean, they're, they're just, a, they're, they're in my deleted bin. I just don't. Well, keep them. I, I keep them. So if you, they're just saved in a, in a, in a DBC folder. So if you ever want them, I got them. Alrighty. Uh, we're the DBC destiny's bastard children. I'm my bastard number three here in Southern New Jersey. And that is bastard number one. I think he's over there, but I cannot see him. I just see a, uh, he's, he has not moved a muscle. Uh, since we started the show, he's just staring at me with his eagle's hat and uh, a crisp nighttime sky behind him. And, and That's it's... on top of the green monster, that picture. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. You were wearing yep. an eagle's hat in Boston. I was. Absolutely. brave. I know. All right. Uh, anyway, we do this dog and pony show every, uh, every week. And uh, this is another week and another show. Last week... Brought us uh, some some new first listens as 2024 is starting to ramp up a little bit. And uh, we got a couple more of those uh, from some names of the past you might remember or perhaps go, uh, wow, they're still kicking. They're still around. Uh, we'll be listening to some of those. Uh, we've got a, a DBC one hit wonder, our first of 2024. Am I correct in that? No. Didn't you, didn't you do? Um, oh, who did I do? Was that in uh, 2024? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm totally blanking on who... Oh, Cardigans! Yes, it was. I'm sorry. Yes, we did the Cardigans. We're doing contemporaries of the Cardigans uh, around the same time. Their hit, uh, that would be the Toadies. Uh, Bass number one is going to take the lead on this one. Uh, And then uh, we got the Song Exchange coming up at the end, as we always do. Uh, But before we get to all that musical content that we know you so desire, we will uh, do our weekly recap of Bass number one's Adventure in Record Listening. Uh, as he is keeping track of every album he's listened to, and we're into the what three hundred three over three hundo now. Did you did you say the three hundies? I did. I almost did. And then we're I and the three I hundies, buddy. <laughs> uh, we are at uh, three thirty seven as of uh, us recording here on February sixth. Uh, yeah, and so I had a, I had a question, and 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 a question that was given to me for me, or uh, a rhetorical no, no, question no, for the audience. Question. Neither. That was given oh, to me. Okay. A question that was asked of me um, from Jim in Queens, New York, calling in. 
Oh no, I'm I'm sorry. He, he didn't do that. He emailed me mm-hmm. and and said, um, if I actually had the, t- how do I find the time to listen to all these records? It can't possibly be that I'm listening to all these records because there's not enough time in the day. Okay, I've often I've wondered ex- that myself, so I'd like to hear the answer too. I've explained this before, though. I I don't listen to every moment of every record. Mm. I listen to every moment of the really good records. And then the other records, I listen to enough of every track to know what my ranking is going to be. Okay. So if I know it's not going to be a 9 or a 10, I will go and I will listen to the first like minute, minute and a half of every track on the record, see if there's anything outstanding on it that I need to keep going, anything I really like, I keep going through it. Um, but otherwise, I've listened to at least part of every track on the record to be able to give it a ranking. So I'm still confident in my measurements that I'm saying that I've listened to the record Mm -hmm. because I, I have listened to at least the start of every song on the record. So is this one of those things where like the DBC legal team is going to advise us to put an asterisk next to that and somewhere in small print say, uh, listening to the entire album means at minimum listening to a minute of each song. Yep. Okay. Yep, that's fine. I still I think it's fair. I still think you don't give a shit. I still think it's fair. Um, you know, you, you you're approaching it in the way that we used to approach being an MD. I mean, we couldn't listen to every single thing of every record that came across our desk and then, you know, get it into rotation at, uh, at TSR. You you just had to scan. Yep. And you knew when you knew. And I I am confident in your ability to do that. So I don't. I take no issue with. Uh, with the scanning but it does make more sense mathematically because you look at the number and you go ain't no way like i know you have a job and i know you have a job where you can during parts of it anyway have music going but like this still doesn't add up it would be like you're listening to music while you're brushing your teeth taking a dump eating dinner you're sleeping four hours a night well that i I am up at 2 30 every night now okay so uh, I'm I'm going to bed at ten and getting up at two thirty, so I am only sleeping, you know, whatever that is. Do you not go back hours. to sleep? I may go back to sleep for an hour at like five or so, five thirty, and that's it. So I do have a, a period between like two thirty and like at least five where I'm listening to records, and then most of the day, and then the weekends, I do listen to a lot of records. Mm-hmm. I, I no doubt. But if, if I am going to get through as much as I want to get through, I can't listen to every single moment of every record. It just doesn't work. Nope. Nope. Absolutely not. So, but, but rest, rest easy, folks. <laughs> I have, I, I, the one person that cares, and actually, I guess one person does care, um, is, um, I am listening to enough of it to make a judgment call. My, All right. And my, yeah. trust my judgment. So anyway, one hundred percent. We left off last time at record two forty-five, and I'm at three thirty-seven, which means I have listened to uh, ninety-three albums in the past week. So a little less than a hundy this week. Little uh, this hundy thing, <laughs> hundy. Yeah. I uh, I aborted four of them, and and again I'll explain the abortion part. You know, I have to explain abortion. <laughs> no, can that can that be a drop that we pull out? That'll be the thing that like conservative media pulls that drop out and says boycott this show. They're, They're explaining, explaining abortion. abortions on the air. Oh, I man. I preview each record on title before I download it. 
If I think it's good enough to even start listening to, I download it. If at that point I listen to it and at some point I go, I can't do this anymore, I abort it. <laughs> if I preview it and it's not good enough to even bother downloading, like it's a jazz record or it's a classical record, it's not an abortion because I haven't really tried listening to it. So I just don't even bother downloading it. That's how I get to aborted records. And that's why there's not too many of them because the ones I'm aborting are the ones that I thought I could listen to. So I aborted four of them. Um, I did get two two tens out of the list too. Nice. Um, yeah, the, the two tens that were added this week are uh, Conveyance in Death by Rune, R-H-U-N, a metal band, and another metal record uh, called Transit Method by Other, or Other Void by Transit Method. Um, Transit Method's been around for a good decade now, and this is their seventh record, and it is a metal record. They were a, kind of a stone and rock band before. Now they've got a kind of a psychedelic metal feel to them. Excellent record. So I, I got two tens, making a total of six for the year, which is which is a lot so far. I don't think I hit uh, 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 six perfect tens until like you know June last year. Right. And, and, and it's not because I'm uh, loosening up my standards. There's just been some some really good records this mm-hmm. year so far. Uh, and my favorite one of the the week, I, I always love. Um, I shouldn't love it, I know. Um, but when Inquisition puts out a new record, they always name their records really nice. And I say I shouldn't. Apparently, and I, I was talking to some guys in the metal circle, um, Inquisition has been sort of uh, blacklisted because the, the the lead singer like was distributing child porn back in 2019 or oh, 2009. What are we doing talking about this then? Come on. Yeah, yeah. But, but the album... The music still exists. That's all I can say. Uh, uh, the album title of Veneration of Medieval Mysticism and Cosmological Violence. It's a good title. Great title, but uh, I, as a one representative of this show, I will go on record saying, fuck that guy and fuck his band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to say not. We're not going to, you know, fuck the band. I mean, that's fine. I didn't know about it till after I listened to it. So mm. now that changes changes a lot. But oh, yeah. Um, and we did, and we did get a, uh, we did get one of your favorites from last year, I believe, or the year before, a new record from Heath Blood and Die. I did see that. That is a yeah, fantastic not, not name. Great. Not great, not a great record. I gave it a seven out of ten, but it's it's all right. And then the other one, um, the other one that that stands out here too is we were debating on our uh, first listens uh, last week at the end. We said Coolest Shaker could be on the list. Could the Coolest Shaker record I listened to and is a pile of steaming shit. <laughs> A pile of steaming shit that you still gave a four. Well, here's the thing. So what did, what, were, what would that tell you if it was a two? What would it take to give you a two? The flaming pile of shit would well, have there, to be on fire? Some, there's some twos and stuff in here. No, so there's three good songs in the record, which would have been good enough to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I chose two other records that I, I thought would be better. But um, there's three good songs in the record, and the rest is just very, I don't know, weird. Um, it, it, there's stylistic changes all over the map. You know, there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of Hindi music, a lot of uh, that vibe. Yeah. There's a lot of like 60s and 70s vibe on this record. That's what they did. That's what they did. But then there's the the three that I could have played were more straightforward rock. But there's no there's no um, flow at all to it. Mm-hmm. It just goes from one style to the next and just is is a mess. And the, and the hooks aren't there. And I kind of like the last record. Um, I remember. We, Didn't we, we do uh, the last one on the air? Yeah, I thought the so. Con- the something the congregation or something. It had all the the church theme to it, 
Um, I forget the name of the record, but um, yeah, we did the last one in the air, and I thought it was pretty good. This one wasn't worth it. All right. Well, sorry, Cooler Shaker. You're not getting yep. a feature on the show this week. But seven records from Gloomwitch. I listen to all of them. Seven and records nothing. in one day. What do they think they are, Ryan Adams? What are we doing? <laughs> and nothing in the Gloomwitch, nothing in the seven um, got ranked above a four. Two mm. abortions and everything four below. What a miserable stretch that had to be. So uh, if you if you had to guess, seven records of which two you aborted and, and most you didn't rank above a, a two or a three, um, how long from stem to stern did that gloom witch process take you? Um, how much time did you waste? Three and a half hours, maybe? Three and a half hours to come out with two that you couldn't even get through and a three. five terrible... Two twos, a four, a one, and two abortions. <laughs> Jesus, man. Three hours of your life gone for Gloomwitch. Yeah. That's something. All right. Well, Bastard Number One will continue on with this uh, with this journey because no one else is crazy enough to do it. Uh, we'll clearly cross into the 400s uh, next week, and we'll see what's there. Before uh, we move on from that music, we got to get into... Uh, the first listen for the week, which are included in his 90 plus records that he listened to this week. And now uh, we've got two, I don't want to say friends of the program, but people we certainly were well acquainted with back in the day. Um, I think to varying degrees of being into them. Um, I know, especially for the first one that we're going to do, Mrs. Jay Mascus, not exactly your favorite thing in the world. No, and see, this is the thing. This was this was a really hard one for me to pull songs off, and I almost asked you to do the pulling of the songs because I, I it's not my thing. I'm That's glad you didn't. Never, no, I'm glad Why? you didn't because I really don't like Mascus solo. Oh, really? Dinosaur did you to the record. I, I bits of it. Not I did not listen to all of it because I saw that it was on the list, and I find his. I find him. When he is in Dinosaur and he is shredding, I'm definitely into it. But I have like a limit. Like I can't listen to it for hours. I don't want to go see them every time they play in concert. Like a little bit of it goes a long way. Any of the Jay Mascus solo stuff, the acoustic records that he's put out, all that stuff, that stuff, I don't have much of a, a taste all for right. it. Well, this is not an acoustic record. This right. is a rock record. It's a little quirky. Um, but what I tried doing, at least, was picking three of the more, I guess you could call them, straightforward songs. Two of them I actually like, and one I think you'll like. It was a very listenable record. And if I'm, I, I, I would have to look back, but uh, I tried, I think, doing a Dinosaur Jr. title catalog, and I aborted that one because I couldn't even get through Dinosaur Jr., mm-hmm. which is surprising. For, for an alt-rock band that, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, at the station with. but It's his voice, uh, right? It's his voice. Yeah. I just don't like his voice. Yeah, well, that's the number one turnoff for me. Certainly not his guitar playing, because that's spot on. That dude but shreds, but... Um, I, there are songs on here that I definitely don't like his voice on. Mm-hmm. I, I, no doubt about that. And there are songs on here that are tolerable, and there are songs that I like. So I think this is a little bit closer to being... Uh, likable than I would have said any other record from him was. You know what you should check out 
if if you're into him musically and all his guitar playing and stuff, his no. in, his instrumental band. No. No. Oh, well, yeah. That, well, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. But no, I, I'm not interested in. The, I just I'm list, I've got I'm on record 324, buddy, and it's February 6th. <laughs> I don't know if I have much time to listen to a back catalog of Jay Masses. True. All right. So let's uh, let's let's take a listen to some of these. This is his fourth studio album released uh, this Friday, this past Friday, February 2nd. It's called What Do We Do Now on Sub Pop. Critics love it, just like you'd expect. Um, we'll see. Maybe you do. I don't know. Uh, let's start off with the lead track on the record called Can't Believe We're Here.
Music from Jay Maskus, unmistakably Jay Maskus. Really not confusing that with anybody else. I uh, can't believe we're here from his uh, new solo record. What do we do now? Not released under the uh, uh, Dinosaur Junior tag. But you kind of wonder, like, why? Like, I mean, Dinosaur Junior's his band, right? Like, yeah. Why? And it's just a, I mean, that's a rock song. It would fit with Dinosaur Junior, right? Uh, I mean, except the acoustic guitars. Like, there's really no acoustic guitars in Dino for the most part. Um, but I mean, it had the shredding, it had his unmistakable voice. It could be a dinosaur junior song unless Lou Barlow is, uh, putting up a, enough of a stink that he's like, I'm not, that's not our sound. I don't know why that can't be dinosaur junior. And also does Fred Armisen play on this? What Fred Armisen? Yeah. Plays cause he, record? cause he, no, I'm asking cause he's in the little loop that's playing on Spotify, like with drums. Cause he is a drummer. Um, uh, it, it doesn't say it in the, this, well, I don't know. It okay. doesn't maybe, say it on maybe, the credits. Maybe it's just in the music video and then a little loop thing. Yeah, maybe that's, that could be. I mean, it could be, that could be the video. I mean, if there's a music video, right? I mean. Right. Who, I mean, who, who even knows? All right. So we're going to do a couple more. What's the, is that the one that you liked or the one that you thought I would like? Uh, no, that's the lead track of the record. <laughs> This is the one that I thought you'd like, and the next song, the third song, is the one I like. Okay, okay. Well, you said uh, it was so, two that you liked and one that you thought I would like. Was the oh, way you... all right. The well, I, okay. I thought the next one would be the one you okay. you like. Okay. Called "I Can't Find You." All right. Here it is. New music from Jay Maskus on the DBC First Listen.
music from Jay Maskus, I Can't Find You, is the track, certainly a uh, mellower uh, take that would not work as a Dinosaur Jr. song, uh, but pretty good. I mean, this is better than I thought it was going to go. Okay. I really was not looking forward to doing this. I thought it was going to be a little more acoustic than it is, and I'm happy that there's at least a little bit of life in some of these tracks. And by the way, the Fred Armisen thing, it's just the video for that. I can't believe we're here. There's a whole bunch of people in it. David Cross is in it. Uh, the band Idols uh, is in it. The band Bully is in it. Apparently, quite. You stu- know the band Idols is in it. Like you know what Idols looks like. I looked up the the press release about it. Oh. That's listing all the people in it. Gotcha. The uh, comedian Eugene Merman is in it. So there's like a number of people in that indie world. The ones average Joe would know: David Cross, Fred Armisen. That's enough. Okay. Sounds <coughs> good. Um, all right, one more. This is one you like. Which yeah, is, I think this is the best song on the record, which happens to be buried at the very bottom. So it's a 10-song record. Mm-hmm. It's the last track on it. It's called End is Getting Shaky. Lost it, but I'm late. 
And there it is, one last track from Mr. J. Maskus. The track is called End is Getting Shaky, the final track on his What Do We Do Now uh, album that was just released, and you were right, getting pretty good critical acclaim. People seem to like it. I don't hate it. I'm kind of cool with it, so I'll, yeah. I'll give it a full whirl, but I went in with the lowest of expectations. Yeah, understood. I had none. Right, you know, right. I wasn't even sure I could get through the record, and I did. So that's something. Good job, buddy. You did it. You did it. And I actually listened to every minute of this one. <laughs> All right. So moving on to Here's uh, something different. A group that yeah, this is going to be a heck of a transition. Um, a band that I I don't really think about that much anymore. No, why would you? Uh, because I see kids wearing their t-shirts around that's interesting um, you know it's good artwork that's maybe that's it it is yeah I've, i don't quite know if they're you know super into kmfdm the music but just in the same way that you know a lot of kids wear deftone stuff and nirvana stuff and might not actually listen to it but uh but man we're talking about kmfdm and uh yeah they've they've got something new too so tell us about it yeah they uh just released their 22nd record jesus called uh let go and uh, I feel like it's supposed to be let's go and maybe not let go. It's just, you know, that's kind of the, the German, you know, thing. Everything's slightly off in its wording a little bit. So you're going to hear that in the title track. It feels more like a let's go type thing. Um, but it's it's a 22nd record. Uh, last one was in 2022. Pretty consistent. At this point, it's uh, Sasha Konieczko's band, um, Lucia Cifarelli is the female singer. She's been with him for ages, ages. Um, and those two really are the, as far as I'm aware of, are the two that have really hung around for the longest at this point. Um, band members come and go in KMFDM, if you know KMFDM. But it's been pretty consistent with those two over the years. Um, so it's definitely Sasha's band. Um, and so this um, album is much in the vein of... Uh, uh, KMFDM. Uh, they don't really change their sound a whole lot. The only thing they've done over the years is they've went from like heavier industrial to adding more dance elements to it. And so this is one of the 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 dancier records they've released. So you'd call this industrial like techno mm -hmm. rather than industrial metal or some electro here. Um, and and so you'll you'll hear the sound that you know. All right. Um, if you know KMFDM, uh, ask your teenagers to listen to this uh, hmm. to this podcast and see if they know the sound of KMFDM. Yeah, I'm not going to do that after we were talking about descri uh, describing abortions like half an hour That's ago. That's true. We're, they're not listening to this one. Got no. it. Um, all right, let's uh, let's try the title track out. It's called "Let Go." New music from KMFDM.
new music from KMFDM, and by new music I mean new old music. Uh, sounds nothing like 2024, but uh, that sounds like KMFDM. Sure Most does. part, uh, consistency. Good on them. Yep, and the next song we're going to play is called "Touch." Uh, it takes you the opposite direction. It hears you. Uh, it, it lets you hear one of the tracks uh, that Lucia sings on. So every album has a couple tracks where she takes the lead vocals, and uh, this is one of them. So you get the opposite spectrum of uh, of at least vocal sounds on this one. It's called "Touch." New music from KMFDM.
and there's a slightly different side of KMFDM. That uh, track was entitled Touch, and that's coming from the new record called Let Go, which got to appreciate that they've stuck with the same font for as long as they have. Have they ever deviated from the font in any album cover? Uh, I'd have to look back, but uh, there's... mm, uh, I'd have to look back. Um, I feel like I it's feeling, I, yes. really, I feel like I've never seen KMFDM written in a way that isn't this. Just the, the big old just white those block, block letters. letters. It's just always that way. I feel, I feel in history there was one. That's dumb. But, Why would you do that? Why would you break uh, the streak? Maybe, maybe not though. Maybe not. I just could be, I could be completely wrong. This one for instance, a while, for one, the while, they only did a, a five-letter titles too. But you know. this is one instance where I hope you're wrong. I really don't want to find out that there was one in like cursive, or like wingdings, or some kind of dumbass font. No, uh, so the only one I can see right now that is in a different font is Nile. Nile, yeah, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Um, it it's the same block lettering, but it's larger than normal so it's kind of distorted looking mm. and then um naive from 1990 is big old orange block letters huh so they always had the block letters it's just different sizes different colors earlier on mm-hmm. um yeah but it's always been very close mm-hmm. how's that they're very consistent they're, i mean very few acts that you can think of that have committed to a font to a design style like that for for the that length of a career. Oh I mean, yeah, most bands change it up, and some are like, "Ooh, God, why'd you do that?" But they have stuck with it. You know, and I should look it up. I mean, I'm I'm the all the album covers have to be done by the same mm. artist, right? You, I mean, you no, think you think so? I, well, I'd have to look to see who that was. So. I could look it up while we listen to our final song. We got one more. What's what's it called? Uh, we have one more. It is called uh, Next Move, oh. and. Uh, I was hoping it was going to be Totem E. Eggs. Uh, no, no, not going to do that one. Whatever the hell that is. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff on this one. Um, this is where KMFDM loses me a little bit. Now, Sasha, you know, does the half-spoken, half-wrapped like type thing. Um, so it's like spoken, singing, rap. This one has a lot of actual rap in it. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Yeah. Th- this happens in KMFDM records now and then, and it's kind of like, yeah, I don't know if you needed this little little side excursion in the rap, but uh, I figured I'd bring it. What the hell? Let you hear this side too. Gotta share it. Here it is. Next move from the brand new KMFDM record uh, called Let Go. Here it is on the DVC. First listen.
new music from kmfdm next move 
Super cheesy. Not great. <laughs> I like the I like the little rap drop in. It's almost something you'd hear like uh like in a Color Me Bad record or a CNC Music Factory record, right? Yeah, and he and he says the band's name, and there's those cheesy horn stabs in there. It's just that the whole thing's a mess. Well, the the KMF the to, to to his credit, KMFTM says the band name all the time. Sure, I mean, their biggest song, KMFTM, doing it again. I mean, it, it's it's part of their shtick. I mm-hmm. mean, to hear it rap though, eh, didn't need that. Just don't. I'll stick with the first two. First two were pretty okay. And the talk boxes was a little bit much, I think. Yeah, I can't deal with that. So so German's not exactly known for their rapping. Uh, Well, that is uh, your first listen for the week. Uh, Interesting one. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a slow one next week. I got nothing nothing as far as I can tell on the list next week. I saw nothing either, so... uh, we're gonna have to figure something out there, and then 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 we have a nice little run after that, a nice little good month long, five week run where we will have no shortage of stuff. Some of it could be excellent, some of it could be horrendous. Um, so uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. Looking right at you, Scott Stapp, on that last one. Oh, I was looking at Mick Mars, but yeah, we could look at oh. Scott Stapp. Yeah, Mick Mars too. That's a that's a good point. I highly I just have that on there. I, I highly doubt we're doing the Mick Mars record on this show. Oh, but if it is but if it is notably bad, then we might just have to. Uh all right, time to move on to the next bit of business. TBC one hit wonder. So a while back, last year, you know, we had a conversation, probably over some beers, about uh bands that unfairly maligned, maybe into being one-hit wonders. You know, are all one-hit wonders created equally? And we've been doing this segment for a while, and we've come to the conclusion that no, they're not. And there's certainly cases to be made for some bands and you know, and, and argument. There's, 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 there's nuance here, right? Too often people are just like, oh, one-hit wonder. They throw a playlist of one-hit wonders together or something and play it with no thought. But like you and I would be like, no, but... Aha is not a one-hit wonder Correct. for Take On Me. Correct, right? You know, I, I, I would, you know, fight the the Bruce Hornsby battle, you know, if people just want to do the way it Bruce is. Bruce Hornsby? What? The way it is. Okay, not not a textbook one-hit wonder, but for 95% of your average normie people, way it is is it for him. Really? I absolutely think oh, so. Oh, I've never heard him as part of this. I absolutely. No, no, I was just, that was just, an, honestly, probably because I saw him in the other tab uh, that it just popped into my head. Or like Flaming Lips. Right, that's one that I'm always, you know, telling people like, you know, you don't use jelly. They had their or not a surf is another one that I always sort of fight for. But in any event, we've been doing this back and forth. Uh, we kind of ping pong it, and uh, best number one is up next uh, with a band that certainly fits the, but I think fits the bill. But sure, is it, it is it fair enough? Is it fair or not? Well, we'll determine that. We'll let uh, best number one uh, guide us through this. So take it away. So I, I went down a, uh, a 90s alt-rock rabbit hole one day and, uh, you know, stumbled across the Toadies and thought, oh, you know what? What did they have after Possum Kingdom? And they had nothing. Hmm. So um, Possum Kingdom uh, was released on their debut record uh, called Rubberneck back in 1994. It hit in 1995, went to number uh, 40 on the U.S. Airplay chart, right? So not even the the, the main chart. Um, the U.S. mainstream rock chart had it at four. The U.S. or at nine. The U.S. modern rock chart had it at four. 
Um, mainstream and modern rock had a, a minor hit with Away afterwards, and then a couple songs after it on the next record. Um, but Possum Kingdom is the only one that hit the airplay chart at number 40. And therefore, they definitely are considered a, uh, a one-hit wonder. Should be and, noted, though, the song made its debut in 1992. It was originally on the Pleather EP, which obviously got no uh, traction, in, and then they re different In a different form. Re-recorded, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just Have saying, the song, it? oh, it's terrible. That EP is awful. Yeah. It sounds like it was recorded in, like, a garage. Yeah, but uh, some, probably was right, and honestly, they have done so many like re-recordings of this thing. Like, they, this is a song that they have just, they have been, they've had it with them, and they've like never let it go. Well, no. the, see, here, here's the thing, <laughs> though. The, the biggest thing for me with all of this is, I went when I started listening to this, I I brought up their 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 listing on title. They have seven damn records, mm -hmm. like. I had no idea that we were still around. I knew they released Rubberneck in 94. And then I knew there was a follow-up, um, but it didn't come out till 2001 called Hell Below Stars Above. Yeah, number two had, Number two gave me a copy of it when I was, uh, before I became MD. Oh. Well, I had no idea they released any more music after that, but they have uh, five more records after that. Last one was in 2017. So they are uh, still going. I wouldn't say going strong. And one going. of them, one of them is an acoustic re-recordings record, I believe. Oh God, is it really? 25, 2015's Heretics is acoustic re-recordings because Tyler's on there, Possum Kingdom's on there, Backsliders on there. Oh, like it's yeah. all those rubberneck songs. That that's why it's like they they continue have continued to beat this to death because that's all they had. Well, and so let's let's start off yep. with, as we always do with playing the hit, and then I'll talk a little bit more about that because my reaction when I pick this and the reaction when I listen to this literally yesterday are very different, and I'll tell you why after we play it. Okay, here it is. You know this one, DBC, One Hit Wonders. Make up your mind Decide to walk with me Around the lake tonight Around the lake tonight By my side Gentleman behind 
right, you know that one. That's Possum Kingdom by the Toadies. And I don't know what was going on in that song that uh, the uh, we record this uh, this podcast using Zoom, and uh, I got a weird message saying that it, it appears that we have switched languages, and it wanted to what? confirm that English was our language. Really? Yes. Huh. <laughs> like, all right. No idea what's going on there, but uh, in any event, that was Possum Kingdom. Y'all know it. Really, really, we switched languages right in the middle of it. Yeah, I just I looked up at the at the window and there was a there was a message. I'm like, oh no, is this an error? And it says you appear to have switched languages. We just want to confirm this is your language. Well, that's really weird. Yeah. All right. All so, right. so what did you? Uh, what were your thoughts on Possum Kingdom? What did you? Well, so here's the thing. I, I remember really rocking out to that song, mm-hmm. and and then I listened to it yesterday again, just to you know, just to go through the songs. It it plods along. Much slower than I thought it did. It's a long song. It's a long song, and it's it's more mid-tempo up until the end where it kicks into gear a little bit. It's the same tempo of the whole song. It just gets a little more intense, but it's the same. Oh, it's, a mid, it? okay. it's a mid-tempo song the whole time. The, the thing... I, just, I thought it rocked out more than it did, and I, I kind of was like, I don't know, it was a little bit of a snooze fest when I listened to it yesterday. So I, I wonder if that's uh, if you're more accustomed to hearing the edit. Because there's an edit that mostly plays on the radio. So if you're going to hear it out in public, on the radio, on a jukebox or something, there's a very good chance you're hearing the edit, which I think shaves a minute off. Which might make it less of a plot. Like that whole Be My Angel part, that's like cut in half on the version that plays that. Maybe maybe that's why it seemed like longer and more of a slog uh, to get through. I always find it interesting. I always found the, um, the time changes to be interesting. There's like an off time thing to it. And as someone who doesn't, I, I can't verbalize music, but I can hear it and know when something is like not standard. And that was one of those like moments as somebody learned how to play guitar, like, oh, there's something off about that. Like there's like a missing beat in there and it's, I'm, I'm hearing that they're shifting between, I think it's seven, four and four, four, um, time signatures. Oh, you can there. hear that stuff? Oh boy. It's in, it's in that riff. Like the riff kind of has this weird, like, it's like, you can't count one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four to it. It's it's got an odd little thing in there. Oh, see, and, I didn't pick that part up. Yep, but I mean, I, I, it's a it's a stone cold classic. I, I still really like it. Um, I was looking the lyrics up because I know some people like hear it and they don't really dig into it too much, and it sounds really kind of like perverted, or is it like a serial kill? Like, what is this? And <laughs> apparently, it's it has something to do with like kind of cultish stuff, like uh. You know, somebody like sacrificing somebody in a, in a cult or whatever. So I'm like, okay, if that's oh. what it is, fine. Like, I don't know. There is a song on that record that is very problematic called Tyler, okay. whose lyrics are really, really kind of despicable because it's very rapey. Oh, uh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't look at the see, lyrics to Tyler. See, again, this is one of those moments where I don't listen to lyrics a whole sure. lot. Oh yeah. Oh, well, and, and that's interesting because Tyler was released as the fourth single. Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, Tyler was. I remember. I remember there being kids who were really into the Toadies. Like the Toadies headlined one of those, um, like one hundred three nine DRE, like festival thing, radio shows that they had at like the the Camden Waterfront. And I know because I didn't get to go, and there were people that went, and they were the headliners. It must have been right around this time because there would have been no other time that they would have headlined a show like that. And I remember Tyler was like a song that people were really into. And you look at the lyrics now and you're like, yeah, 
no, I think I can do without that. And actually, I was looking on Spotify, and it's the number two song on Rubberneck next under Possum, way under Possum Kingdom. But it's got like two or three times as many streams as any of the other tracks, even the other singles, Away and I Come From The Water. Really? So yeah, I don't know. People like the song, but it's not <laughs> It's not cool. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, look, so the, the, the challenge here is trying to figure out if there could have been another... Uh, single that was a, a hit it's tough on this record i really i really do like the record it i don't think it's aged very well um but there were uh, the second uh the, the first single was a song called mr love second single was possum kingdom and the third one was that song away and i don't like away at all i and i'm gonna say the two songs i like from it because i'm you're not i see your list and you're not playing either one of them um there's a song on there called i come from the water which is really good, but I can't see it being a single. It was um, so. It's funny you mention that because I come from the water was the second song that I heard. It must have been an album track that local radio was spinning, because mm-hmm. DRE used to play that all the time, and that's what that's what sold me on. Oh, I'm going to spend my money on Rubberneck. Possum Kingdom wasn't enough to get my allowance money, but then they threw I come from the water in, and then they started to play away a little bit, and that was what sold me, and I eventually bought it. All but right, I, so you like Away better than I do. I think Away is the more straightforward version of Bossom Kingdom. Oh, all it's right. It's like the same song. It doesn't have that awkward like time thing in it, but it's basically the same thing, and that's part of my... Pro- that's why I struggled with this, and when I get to my song, I'll, you'll see what I mean by that, but I really struggle with the Toadies because everything to me, it's just it's the same shtick. Yeah. Well, uh, the one I'm going to play, I... I was the fifth and final single, did nothing, half the length of the previous have Possum Kingdom, and really more of an uh, more energy to this one called Backslider. And in me, nine years old, waiting for just one more.
music from the Toadies, or Toadies, I should say. It's not the, I keep saying the, a lot of people say the, it's just Toadies. Um, and that track was called Backslider from Rubberneck, their one and only hit record. Um, great song. There's a lot of really good stuff on there, but I don't think anything had a shot in hell of, of doing what Possum Kingdom did. That was, that was the song. Um, just like every band in that era, they get one shot and, uh, you know, it's it's that one song and you move on or yeah, one album and you move on. Yeah, although really... although like with the like when the last one that we did, you reminded me was the Cardigans one. I think we determined that that might have been a song order thing. Like there was a, the, the the track yeah. that I picked was maybe I thought it was the best one on the record. If you hadn't preceded it with Loveful, Loveful just blinding light just blinded everybody. Like nope, not not interested in anything else from this. But they were doing other interesting things, and then they went from album to album and did different things, and it was cool. The problem with the Toadies is just everything is just the same. It's this, like, Pixies tribute act, which really is all they are. They're just doing Pixie songs. Well, see, um, like, uh, one of the bands that re- they remind me of, and, like, that song in particular is a band I like, is is Clutch. Now, Clutch came after them a little bit, yeah. I think. We're, we're probably around the same, actually, I would say probably around the same time. Yeah, um, clutches around that time, I think. I, I, and they have a very similar sound, too, on their later records. Um, but I think there's a little more variety there. And and the, the musicianship is a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, I th- yeah, I feel like they, they got... There's definitely some heavy stuff on... Heavier stuff on Rubberneck that wouldn't have translated to, you know, single status. Uh, and I think Possum Kingdom was it. And, you know, when they, they try away and away, I like to me felt like a carbon, kind of a carbon copy. Audiences are just going to be like, eh, this is more of the same. Don't need this. Move on. The record that came after it, I do like, but there's nothing on it. Like the track that I really like off that called Motivation, I listened to it for the first time in a number of years. And I was like, yeah, this, this wouldn't do anything. <laughs> like, this is nothing. This is, I like it, but it's not hit song material. So, um, I actually, I had to do a, a little wild card that we've done this before. Both of us have done this before where we're like kind of befuddled with this. How do I handle this? And so we kind of have to kind of call an audible here. So my song isn't a toady song, but what? it is, it is the guy, uh, and his band that he formed after the toadies broke up Wow! and then the toadies got back together uh, but it unmistakably sounds like the Toadies because you can't hide that dude's voice and you can't hide that guy's kind of sensibility. So the band is called the Burden Brothers. This is interesting. Okay. I told you I had to, I, I, I was flummoxed by the Toadies catalog. Seven, could do seven records. I could do no, the, the seven records of nothing that I could pull off that would have, because the whole point of this is, is there anything that could, you could put out there uh, that would have had a shot or whatever. Nothing on those. It's just the same old stuff or it's rehashes of the old stuff. I was looking for something different and I found it. So the Burden Bro- I actually know this record called Mercy. It's the only Burden Brothers record I know. They had one before it. Came out in 2006. It was one thing that I bought when I think it was Tower was going out of business and 90% off sale and I was just blindly buying stuff. And I don't know how I knew it was the guy from the Toadies, but I was like, oh, I'll buy this. Um, and 
the, it actually got radio play. Uh, I never heard this on the radio, but a song called Everybody is Easy, We Sink, We Swim. Made it on the hot mainstream rock charts, certainly not a Hot 100 or anything like that. But, I mean, they were they were trying to get it on rock radio. And I think there was a chance. That's why I went with this. This record has a little more of a straightforward rock side to it. And it ditches some of that either quirkiness or awkwardness or whatever that might have been a little like turn off to some people for the toadies. This is a little bit more... It's it's the guy from the Toadies and then the drummer from Izzy Stradlin's band. That's who formed the Burden Brothers. The Juju Hounds? I believe so. Yeah. Oh. Um, so in any event, uh, this is the last track on the Burden Brothers' second album called Mercy. And it's called Liberated. And I think, again, it's not, a, it's not going on pop charts or anything like that, but it's just got a really good rock chorus to it. It's missing some of that awkwardness. It's got a killer guitar solo in it. Um, it's long, so it's like Possum Kingdom. It's over five minutes, but it is a it's a rocking song. So check this out, see what you think. This is um, liberated by the Burden Brothers, uh, part of our DBC One Hit Wonder feature on the Toadies. Check it out.
music from the Toadies offshoot band called Burden Brothers. The track is called Liberated. It was the final track on their second album, Mercy, as part of uh, tonight's DBC one-hit wonder feature on the Toadies. What do you think of that tune? Well, uh, yeah, I hear you on that one. I mean, if if there was going to be another hit, it was probably that. Um, even though it wasn't a Toadies song, but that that was more radio ready than you know anything else the Toadies made. No, but it just goes like it. So that dude, no, but it, it wasn't. No, 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 no. I agree. I'm I'm saying the the, the Toadies, right? Like they're i think they're definitely associated with that guy and his voice right like you hear it and you unmistakable and is that a hindrance right or that guy's style of songwriting no he could clearly crank out something maybe a little more radio ready had it in him uh i, I just think they committed too long to the the toadies project and uh just kind of churned out the same stuff um, do you, you do not want to do the next, uh, you want to skip your, your nah, last you one? Might, honestly, you might as well skip it. I think we've, we've come to the conclusion already. I don't think we need another one. Is it you had now just for the record, you had gone to a, a later record as well. Like you had moved past rubberneck, correct? Sure. Okay. I went to, uh, the fourth record, I think called feeler. Hmm. Um, I don't even know the, if I've heard that one. The, uh, a song called Waterfall. I think Waterfall. I erased it. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Waterfalls or something. Uh, the song called Waterfall. Um, I think is the best song they they actually made. But we've we've determined this already. We don't need to go any further with the Toadies. Fair enough. Fair enough. Toadies. Sorry. You had a great song. Maybe there was some other stuff in there, but was not for you. Uh, next time we do this. It'll be my choice, and uh, maybe it'll be next week, maybe the week after. Who knows? Stay tuned for another one-hit wonder on the DBC. we got to get to the song exchange. Best number one and I pick three songs apiece. We present them to you. We present them to each other. We add them to our ever-expanding playlist, which is well into the 900s, and we're going to get to 1,000 this year. It's going to be a big what, moment. What number is it almost that you're going to hit exactly this oh, week? fuck you. Nine, 920. Is it 926? Yeah, I think it is 926. Uh, it shouldn't be too hard. You said 920 last year, and you, there you, you remember these things. So. There you go. All right, who's your first choice? All right. Oh, and it's 927. Sorry, buddy. That's right. We do six a week. Uh, I'll just go kill myself. Yeah, you should. <laughs> no, wait a second. No, 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 wait. Hold on. Who's going to engineer this show? Wait. Yeah, that's true. All right, I need you. All right, we are uh, starting out local. Semi-local, at least, uh, going to down into Philadelphia uh, for a um, post-hardcore or uh, post-rock uh, kind of noisy band called I Flies. Uh, that uh, they've had a couple EPs uh, and they just put out a new record. Um, Taking their and, name from the Melvins, I see. Yes, and they've got a very sludgy uh, sound to them. I would expect uh, that. So from the Melvins, um, they also compared to Bark Market. If you remember Bark Market, I remember the name because you don't forget that name. But I I couldn't place a song. Now I feel like I listened to Bark Market quite a quite a bit, but I don't know. Anyway, the new record um, is self titled. I think it's their second release coming out uh, or came out on January twenty sixth. This is a beast of a tune. Uh, Probably the heaviest thing I've brought this year called Tuck and Roll.
Hell yeah. That's what I need right now at this hour of the night. That's I Flies. Track was called Tuck and Roll to be followed immediately after that by a song called Draining Puss. So you know what you're getting uh, with yep. this record. I can tell you, uh, I got to finish up a Fleetwood Mac live record in my car, but as soon as that's done tomorrow morning, oh boy, this is the one that's going in. Fleetwood uh, gonna, Mac first. It's, right. you know, I got one track left, uh, and I'm going to uh, put this on right after it and, and, and blow the morning commute right out my own butthole. Sounds like it's going to be awesome. So oh, okay, I just sick. We want to do that. Blow it out your your. Well, I mean, before you get to your get to work, your commute involves walking down the stairs. So you that's know, that's true. A little bit different story, I guess. <laughs> You've got to deal with the forty two freeway. A little I think, less time. I, I only think, got to deal with a couple steps. Maybe having like a drop of water and then yep. you know, or I a think, dog walking in front of me every now and then. I think I flies is what I need to survive the forty two freeway tomorrow morning so uh good on you and good on you i flies local boys if you're listening we support that all right this is gonna be a hard shift because <laughs> going out of that into rap but uh i'm bringing a rap song because bringing a rap song interesting i am because the song is awesome and it just dropped uh either yesterday or today it's pretty new uh and it's from a friend of the program do you re- recognize the name hemes Name Hemes? Mm-hmm. No. No, but you certainly know the rap duo that he was a part of. Das Racist. Really? Yes. So, oh, the, the combination Pizza Hood and Taco Bell. Yep. I've got that pizza butt. I've got that taco smell. Um. So, yeah. Das- I got that pizza good. I've <laughs> got that taco smell. <laughs> Das Racist, for those that don't know, was a big part of the uh, DBC in the, I don't know, 2010s, I guess, whenever that song dropped. We used to play Combination Pizza at Taco Bell at the start, I think, every show for a, good, for a good year, maybe. Um, what a dumbass song. It's so good. They uh, went on, put out some stuff, broke up. Uh, one of the dudes got hit with a whole bunch of uh, sexual assault allegations. This is the other guy. We're not going to feature the other that guy. Good. Yeah, we're not going to feature that dude. Uh, Heems is is the other guy, and he's, as far as I can tell, pretty clean. Uh, he's put out a couple uh, records, uh, and he's, I believe, has a new one uh, coming out. But he just dropped a new song with um, a guy I'm very fond of, a New York rapper called Euro Droog, who is like this very, very low key. He puts out like a million records a year. I can't keep up, but the ones that I've heard, I always really like. He's got some fun wordplay. The two things that I need for rap in order for rap to work for me, um, actually three things. Three things I need. The sample's got to be good or interesting, whatever they're rapping over. There's got to be some good wordplay, and the rapper has to have some kind of voice. It can't be this anonymous, could be anybody sound. It has to have like a distinct voice every rapper that i like it kind of falls into like a method man right you're not going to confuse method man with anybody else he's got his wordplay they always had great uh uh tracks that wu-tang rapped over so um i'm a big fan of him and this track that they put out called sri lanka it's a short one and it just dropped uh within the last 24 to 48 hours and it does feature one of my favorite rap lines of the year so far and that oh, is it, it, it is Bitch, you think you're the 
No. By the way, uh, I don't know if you saw that story. Uh, it is that song, Thank You the Shit Fart, um, is the first song in uh, top 40 history to have the word fart in it. So congratulations. Uh, congratulations, human race. We've done yeah, it. It's great. We've done it. No, um, the, my favorite rap line of the year next to that one is, uh, okay, yeah, I'm like Hugh Jackman. I'm a huge jacked man. That's terrible. It's pretty fucking awesome. Here is uh, Heems featuring your old Drew. The song is called Sri Lanka. Lucy, at the, as of this moment, perhaps a, a full to come. It is a short one. Check it out on the DBC Song Exchange. One, two. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Yeah, yo. Sri Lanka, doing well there. Bitch from Bel Air, named Bianca. Every time I link with Heemi, we be sponsored. Lames only see me when they meet me at the concert. Begging for a plus, rappers be on sus. They just mad, it's about the bus, and we on the cusp. Shorty thinks she could do better than me, must be on dust. I turn that bird to an ex like Elon Musk. Yo, Trust. I be eating, I'm the Pac-Man. Me, I move the Pac-Man. Roll around with Pac-Mans, my man got the strap, man. He packing, acting the back, man. Up in that, man. Don't know how to act, man. Yo, that's a fact, man. Me, I just rap, man. I'm like Hugh Jackman. I'm a huge jack man, damn that shit slap man Doogie give me that man, this verse is a rap man No cap, queen's back on the map man I do what you can't, they screaming out my lines like the Wu-Tang Shorty that I'm messing with divine like I'm Hugh Grant, I'm too in Used to stand in line for some food stamps, a true champ Chilling in the ride, up in boot camp, your droop stamp And motherfucker use an entree, don't try to little brother me dog. I ain't Fonte Smack up your kids, choke your mother Have a hundred goons outside your crib looking like the Jokic brothers Afghanistan, that's how I tally bands I blame your fam, a week ago, hand to hand I'll shoot the dove, we could go man to man A handsome man in the jungle with the orangutans Y'all know he me, jazz and sashimi Shorties call me dreamy, and steamy when they see me I eat linguini, and my man Lamborghini Make the money Houdini, and some drip like a genie Yo, I was dusted, reading math textbooks Yo, my right hook, better than my left hook Yo, they ain't white hoods, they can't see my checkbook I'm in Red Hook, cooking fish, I'm the head cook You don't wanna take bunga, lusty tundra I'm comfy in the tundra, or in the rotunda I'm summer humid, listening to Sun Ra Yo, I bring the dunda, I make your ass nunga New music I'm from Heems feature. What? <laughs> oh, I'm at the Taco Bell. Oh you, wait, do you still got that pizza butt? I do. I do. You have that taco smell. Uh, that was Heems of Das Racist fame, uh, featuring your old Drew. The song's called Sri Lanka. It's a Lucy at the moment, but perhaps something coming out. That was interesting. My uh, yeah, it's it's very your old Droog ish as far as the track goes. I I don't know what that means at all. I've never heard of this your old Droog. It's awesome. He's great. Have I you heard of the God it. Fahim? No. Okay, they rap together How a lot. How have you heard of this? I go down whatever the algorithm gives me. I try it, and then it gives me other things that are similar to it. Uh. But yeah, that is a 100% Spotify recommendation, right. or at least years ago. I mean, it's, I, I've listened for a while, but uh, it's good stuff. All right, what do we got next? All right, well, my algorithm gave me uh, a German band, not KMFDM, a little, little, uh, little less harsh, a little mm. less dancey. 
Um, but they're an indie rock band out of uh, Ham, Germany, called Giant Rooks. Uh, they had released a, a full length uh, called Rookery back in 2020. Uh, before that, three EPs and a live record, uh, a live EP after that. And they have just this past Friday released their second full length called How Have You Been? How have I never heard of this group and they have four million listeners? Do they really? Yeah. Is that wow. is that like, are they on a major? Um, on... Are they on a major? They are the, all oh, the universal. Are... It's universal. Oh, are they? Okay. Yep. I was going to say that 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 number is either that or they're TikTok famous. I don't know. Like something's going on. All the rest of their albums uh, and EPs have been Mm self-releases. However, I wonder if it's because they had a charting song back in 2019 and only went to number 78. But it appears to be a cover of Tom's Diner here or in Germany here here. Oh, really? Yeah. It appears (laughs) it covered Tom's Diner with someone called. Anne and May Cantery, all one word. What the f is that? Like, how? Holy crap! And I got to go back and listen to that one. I have no, I have no idea that. Anne and May can't. Yeah, he ain't kidding. That is all one word. Anne and May. Oh, that's a band too. Anne and May Cantery. Do we need what to play the- this? Do we need to play a part of it? Or are we? saving I it like, i feel like we need to okay all right i'm i'm down you got right. it? Let's we're taking a we're taking a quick is. deviation should i just leave the mics potted up so we can react in real time yeah what in the world is this all thing? right here's here's a cover of tom's diner that we're just finding out now <laughs> sounds so german <laughs> please tell me it is Is this in line with what you expected it to be? No. This is terrible. Tom Waits singing Tom's Diner? That, that's the singer of Anand May, AMK, we're going to call him. Okay. They're known for the, I, I read the notable feature of the band is a distinct and rough voice of the singer. Okay. That now you're saying this, good Rooks guy. this charted in this charted America. Who the hell played the this? Charts? I know. Because I'm thinking to myself, that we're gonna, that's all we're going to do. I, I think that uh, oh, I've never heard that. Somebody who was was a Fallout Boy that interpolated Tom's Diner. I have no idea. Somebody there was somebody who had a hit with an interpolation of Tom's Diner within the last like three, four, five years, and that's all I think of. Like if I'm if I have the radio on and I hear a Tom's Diner version, it's going to be that song, not a straight up cover like that. So I've never heard that. Don't know who would play that, but apparently it was enough to rope in Universal because now they're signed. And they got distribution by Universal. And they got four million freaking followers on Spotify. Okay. Well, all right. So you're not going to get that at least. This album is very, very good. Okay. That uh, wasn't. That really wasn't. So I'm happy. To- I gave 
I gave this album a nine out of ten. Okay. So it's it's a very good record. Um, very melodic. Um, really catchy chorus. The song is called Fight Club off Giant Rooks' new record. How have you been? Does it have Avareka Makadeka on it or no? It does not. Okay. Here it is. Check it out on the DBC Song Exchange. Yeah. 
All right. Music from Giant Rooks, much more enjoyable than the Suzanne ill-advised Suzanne Vega cover. But what did I what did I just do there? See, is there a point and I I guess if I say this I won't tag these guys in my Facebook post. But did did I make a mistake there? Is there instant have we ever had instant regret of bringing something cuz all I heard there is did I bring like a chain smoker song to the table? Like did chain I bring smokers? that generic well, that generic rock that's Chain on... Chainsmokers isn't rock. Are you talking like Imagine Dragons? Fine. Imagine... Whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah. I could hear Am a I little Imagine... that generic rock in there? I could hear a little Imagine Dragons, but uh, I, not in a bad way. I mean... Uh, I'm I, almost regretting my choice. I can see why a major label would have that in its roster. Yes. There's definitely a way to market that. Um, that, that, I think that's the first time that's ever happened to me. Where you've regretted I've, it. I've regretted the choice as soon as I played it. Although not a bad song. I feel like if I listened to that on the radio or I heard it on like XM, I'd turn it off. <laughs> and I just brought it. <laughs> no, again, no tag for Giant Rooks on uh, Facebook this week. <laughs> we have to be careful. Make sure we don't tag the people that we insult. Um, You don't want that Giant Rooks Stan army to come after you, right? Um. All right. Well, I I think I might have liked it better than you did, but I certainly didn't find anything offensive about it. But I hear I hear what you're saying, most definitely. All right. Let's uh let's go from Germany to uh, Brooklyn. Uh, we're gonna add this uh next group to my collection of groups that I bring that have ungoogleable names. Um, this one is a band called The Thing. And the Thing. The Thing. And yeah, I know. And, uh, and they have two records out, uh, their debut record, which came out last year is called here's the thing. Oh, boy. And their sophomore record is, would you like to take a guess? The other thing, the, the next thing, the thing is, oh, boy. <laughs> thankfully, uh, I find their music to be better than the sort of, uh, uh, puns coming out of the name. Uh, they're a four piece band out of New York. Uh, got kids got together in high school, very classic rock, uh, influence. Definitely can hear. I mean, I'm reading their bio here and they're mentioning, you know, classic rock bands and like the nuggets compilation and things like that. And I'm like, yeah, I can hear oh, that boy. in there. And, um, they mentioned the black keys and that was actually the band that I immediately heard when I heard them. Uh, so this is the, I believe it's, it's towards the end. I don't know if it's the last track or near the very end of the of the record. The thing is, their new one. Uh, it's a track called Midnight. Quite like it. Uh, see what you think on the DBC Song Exchange.
Music from the New York band called The Thing. The track is called Midnight. You can find that on their uh, second album. Just came out last week called The Thing Is on the DBC song Exchange. So I, I wonder, so I was thinking about this as you were playing that. Mm-hmm. Is the hardest band name ever to search for the, the? Um, maybe. Uh, so for my money, it was always, the joke for me was always self and on. Uh, were the two that I was really a big fan of that are hard to find. Um, is Chick 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 hard? But I guess you can just type in Chick Chick Chick. No, you type in Chick 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 and you can get that. Um, before you before they translated that into something, sure, it was almost impossible. Yeah, there was one that was not that long ago that we played that I and I'd have to go back and look at the records. It was one that had a really really awful one. Um, but yeah, the the could be could be pretty bad. The, the you can put that in quotes and still not get anything. Yeah, I guess, I mean, if you put one of their songs, at least they had a career prior to Google. So if you search, True. you add something else in there. But if you're trying to find a new band in the age of Google that has an ungoogleable name, good luck, man. But just like I'm trying to listen to all the metal records that come out um, and trying to download them, and I got ones with band names in Russian. How do I find that on title? They might be there. Oh, but got, how do I find it? You got to get out your Cyrillic alphabet keyboard. I mean, Jesus! Don't you have one of those? You're not you're not metal if you don't have that. I probably should. I, <laughs> I could probably change my phone to to uh, uh, what is it? Russian Cyrillic. Yeah, Cyrillic. Yeah, you absolutely should. I mean, you you would be so metal if you did that. That's possible. Anyway. All right. Moving on. All right. I stay in the states. I go to, over to uh, Columbus, Ohio. For a uh, three-piece band, uh, the three dudes in the band just became uh, legal age. Uh, two have just turned 21. One is 22. Um, and they have uh, been compared to uh, the Killers, the Strokes, more relevant these days, AJR. Ugh. Yeah, well, I know you don't like them, but they opened up to they opened up for AJR recently. Um, this this album is pretty cool. It's their third record. It's called Sugarcoat. I believe it just came out this week, if I'm not mistaken. January 18th. And, okay, it didn't just come out this week. It came out a few weeks ago. Um, and the song that uh, really caught my ear from the record is called uh, Prima Donna. Right, check it out. Music on the DBC Song Exchange. No changes if nothing changes So I just keep rearranging Everything I thought was right is wrong What gives? My heart is sick and there's no trick Just gotta wait for this fever to kick But I'm no good waiting You're a prima donna It's okay, I am too Said your name was Maggie
too, those looks could kill Uh-huh, uh-uh But it's chill, uh-huh We're just going crazy for the thrill, uh-huh Catchy little earworm for you. Cousin Simple is the name of the group. The song is called Prima Donna. You can find that on the Sugarcoat EP uh, released just a couple weeks ago. Good stuff. Catchy stuff. Yeah, I like that one. Nicely done. All right. We're going to end with uh, one from me. It's from an artist who goes by the name Same Side. Uh, Are you familiar with the band The Story So Far? Uh, uh, emo band? Uh, pop punk adjacent. Pop yeah. Punk, close, close enough. Yep. Uh, so that band who's been around since 2007 and I've certainly heard and I've seen on like posters and, you know, advertisements for tours and whatever, but couldn't name a friggin' song by, don't know if I've ever heard anything by them, but I just certainly recognize the name. Uh, their guitar player records solo under this artist's same side. I did not find this out until after I listened to it, quite liked it, and then did a little dive and went, oh, interesting. So I think uh, I kind of did it backwards. I think a lot of people would come into this knowing this is an offshoot of a story uh, so far. But for me, I went backwards. I don't know that it's going to make me listen to any story so far stuff, but uh, here we are. Same Side just released um, a new record called Oh No. It's not pop punk. It is not emo. It's it's acoustic in spots. Um, this tune that I'm going to play uh, for you in just a moment has kind of a nice little build to it. It's it's mellow, so we're ending it on a mellower note. But then it has a, a nice little build at the end. Uh, the track is called On and On and On. And um, yeah, see what you think of this uh, track from Same Side on the DBC Song Exchange. <laughs> Told them to fuck off Now they're waiting in the parking lot And you're still with your friends But you don't know how to talk to them 
music from all right there stop it enough same <laughs> side the song is called on and on and on uh from the track uh from the album called oh no uh getting like pete yorn vibes and 295 albums in and for and somehow that's the first time i've actually listened to a song that you've brought on the song exchange it took 295 records this year to get to one I knew. Wait, you had that one? Well, I, I listened to it. The two hundred It was the 295th record I listened to. Was it really? Oh, how about that? I did not see that. So I, I scan the list when I'm bringing my stuff just to see, and I, I totally miss it. You know, it's all these metal records because it's surrounded by metal. Yeah, that I probably just metal. Oh, yeah, wow. I just skimmed right by it. There's no way I would have seen that. You do a search, man. I just check out just to make sure. There's no point in me bringing something that's uh, knowing oh, no. you have. Dude, first of all, 300 records. I'm probably going to overlap with you a little bit, so it's not a big deal. But literally, this is the first time yeah. I've overlapped with you, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we, like, again, we have said this a hundred times on the show before. We have trained our algorithms somewhat differently. They're also from two different providers, so we're just getting different stuff. And I think yeah. that that's what makes it good because if we were just literally getting the same hundred things each week, I'm not saying it would be boring, but I don't know. There wouldn't be that thrill of like, oh, I never heard yeah. that thing before. Where that? Where the hell did that come from? I like that. I just immediately recognized that beginning where he told everybody to fuck off and they met him outside. <laughs> yeah. I may, I, that, that line caught my ear. Yep. That, that phrase caught my ear um, when I listened to it the first time. And then again, I'm like, oh, wait, I, I've heard this. And you say you're not a lyrics guy. Well, certain lines stand <laughs> out a little bit. That stands out, but I'm Hugh Jackman. I'm a huge jacked man. Does not. It's that's too low hanging fruit. That's too easy. <laughs> so that's my problem good. with that. So good. All right. So that is uh, the DBC. Well, that's it. That's all of the DBC you're going to get. There's no more. We're ending it. Ooh, We're, this is. A, I feel this was a long one today. Uh, no, maybe like a minute longer than the last couple. Really? Oh, yep. Man. We will uh, be back next week with some uh, more new stuff. We have seemingly an open week on the first listen, so uh, check out the show next week to see what we decide to bring. Could be uh, One Hit Wonder, could be covers, could be some other new shenanigans. Who knows? You'll get a song exchange, you know that, and you'll get the always entertaining witty banter between the two of us. So, Dude, I got, I've got a cover, records that I, a cover record that I discovered. It's not new, but it it fits really nicely um, and is cringy and funny at and good at the same time. And I feel like I need to bring it. I was waiting for next week to bring it. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if I have the, uh, let's just say the uh, chutzpah to bring it because it's a, it's a, it's a change in what we usually play. Let's I, just leave it at that. I like cringy. I like funny. I like covers. Let's set a date this time next week. Uh, so thank you for listening to the DBC. We'll be back next week with, uh, more new stuff. We're going to check on Bastard number one's chutzpah. See if it's there. And might be. Might be. I'll try to bring it. I'll try to bring it. All right. For Bastard number one over there in Pennsylvania, this is Bastard number two, uh, number three rather in uh, New Jersey saying so long until next week. Say goodbye, Bastard number one. See you everyone. Bye.